Hello and welcome to the Interception Podcast. It's the podcast that listens to all the other podcasts out there. And we scour the internet. We search the hillsides. We go through Reddit and we find all those little things that fall through the cracks. And we bring them all to you here in one safe, easy place. Hashtag me too, man. And, uh... <laughs> 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 my name's Daniel. I'm here with my brother, Derek. We are the Whites. Derek, how are you on this fine November evening? I'm doing all right. A uh, little, little bit of a bummer this Thursday game. Uh, the Arizona versus Seattle. I'm sure you guys all know. Yeah, it was a snoozer. And I, I, I was saying all game, they should just put Blaine Gabbard in. Like, I don't know. I felt like Gabbard did some things for the 49ers last year. It was last year, right? Anyway. Yeah, he beat out, um, he beat out Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, he, the guy obviously can throw the ball. I just don't feel the same way about Stanton. He doesn't and then, seem that good. Yeah, and then the offseason, the Cardinals were saying that uh, that he could potentially be a starter down the road. And, yeah, Bruce Arians uh, is stubborn sometimes. And even, like, halfway through that game, you kind of knew Stanton, like, he just wasn't throwing accurately. Just change something up. Like, take more chances to win the game, you know? For sure. Uh, before we get too far into that game, though, I don't want to do any too spoilers, but I won in both leagues this past week. In one league, I won by .12 points, uh, a real close one. But a uh, quick shot for shot of the week of some Patron Anejo. Just, uh, sorry to cut you off there, Derek, but I just get to the, <laughs> you didn't, no, the no, hard no. facts. It's no, like, you got to get to the shot of the week right off. This is what people listen for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, into the... Super Bowl 51 shot glass, and here we go. Oh, that's a nice, nice Patron. Let's talk about this game. Man, I feel like revived now. <laughs> <laughs> um, a bit of a stinker of a game like we, like we started off. You're absolutely right. Roll the dice. Win the game. Like Play to win the game. Play to win the game. The second you saw that Stanton couldn't throw the ball uh, somewhat reliably – you got to try something else. And in the second half, Stanton didn't throw the ball well. Um, they tried doing that sky cam for a, a, a long drive for the Cardinals. And it was it was horrible because when the quarterback's not very good, um, the sky cam, like the, the advantage of it is seeing guys get open and seeing him throw the ball. So all you were seeing with the sky cam were guys getting open and him holding onto the ball too long. It, it was brutal. Um I, this Arizona team, it's just sad to watch because I do like Arizona quite a bit. Um, I just I can just imagine uh, how it would be if Carson Palmer was still there. Probably not <laughs> too, too much better, but <laughs> it would be better than what we're seeing right now. And it, it sucks for all the skill position guys, uh, the wide receivers and whatnot on this team because they're get a huge uh, negative tick towards them. I don't know. Did you see anything here that is worth noting? I think Russell Wilson... Like so, the, all the injuries right in the secondary of the Seahawks this game feel like there's a slight chance going down the road. Maybe Seattle will be down more, and that means even more Russell Wilson passing because yeah, they can't run the ball at all. So I don't, yeah, that was the only exciting thing I would you know like maybe all his passers like Jimmy Graham looked great too. On on the Seattle side, it, it still looks it looks good, I guess. Uh, um, Jimmy Graham for sure. Like this guy just seems to be like the red zone target for this team. Uh, got two touchdowns in this game. He just gets he's not even quite like he gets open. He just gets higher than the uh, the defender and comes down with the ball uh, in most situations. 
Uh, so yeah, Jimmy Graham, you probably still really feel confident in. Um, Doug Baldwin had that one crazy, like that Russell Wilson play just takes you back to like 2015. I think there was, there was, I just remember this one play where the ball got hiked over his head. He had to run back. He picked it up, spun around, dodged some guys and then threw it down the field and hit Doug Baldwin. And he pretty much did the same thing tonight. Um, minus the, the ball getting hiked over his head, spun around, threw it down the field. And then Doug Baldwin took it for like 50 yards. Like yeah, ridiculous. Just some crazy plays. Uh, Russell Wilson just always does that. It reminds me of that one uh, uh, Eminem song where he's like, Russell Wilson in the back making something out of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And the wise old sage, Eminem used to say. <laughs> and not even from his good albums, from his later shitty albums. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what I was listening to? Uh, the song that he did with Lil Wayne, like No Love. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. That's <laughs> yeah, not a bad song. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I had to skip off the Cardinals there. I, like, Fitzgerald looked good for gar- some garbage time passes. But, yeah, I had to move on to Seattle. I just, I'm just depressed about what happened to the whole Cardinals team. And then Adrian Peterson, another thing is uh, – so Adrian Peterson has a, a huge week uh, against Tampa, has a down week uh, against whoever they played next, and then had a huge week last week. Uh, and then down again this week. I think he ended up with maybe three uh, points, so maybe 30 yards. I think less than that, though, to be honest with you. I haven't quite looked it up because I don't care. <laughs> uh, it sucks because he, he's getting all this action. Uh, and, and maybe it's to the detriment of this team for this week, at least, uh, that he got 30 touches on Sunday because it's four four days later and he's got to try to run again. And they had a whole bunch of stats about guys who got 30-plus touches and then played Thursday and had, like, a 100-plus yard game. But, you guys, <laughs> this is Adrian Peterson. This guy's 32 years old. <laughs> he's not some young buck. He's 32. He's, he's breaking down. He's got to be exhausted. And uh, what did you expect in this game? Yeah, well, and somebody like J.J. Zacharies, even though nobody else, like, couldn't predict this as well, it's, it's been game script uh, – um, aided right and so in this sure. game they're down a significant amount they just can't run it as much and though you know they they did try and it was seattle um i did see somebody on twitter whining about uh how badly peterson was doing for them and i'm like you you easily could have not played him like it, it wasn't hard to get away from yeah. adrian it peterson at simple. all this game yeah yeah 21 and, times he rushed for 29 yards so just shy of three points um Still getting 21 touches is pretty impressive, I guess, because uh, you're, you're happy to see that volume. But th- the offensive line couldn't get anything going, and it's Adrian Peterson against the Seahawks. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Steve, why did you play Adrian Peterson? It's ridiculous. Steve, Steve do it again. Uh, other bad news uh, for the Seahawks, we kind of talked about their secondary uh, on defense. So they lost Dwayne Brown. So all that talk that everyone was spewing about the potential of there being an uptick for Thomas Rawls or that running game in Seattle uh, because of Dwayne Brown coming in, uh, that's gone. <laughs> he's, got an, <laughs> he's got an ankle injury. He was forced from the game. Um, questionable return. He might be back for week 11. We'll see. Uh, but it's basically, there's another injury there. Richard Sherman went out. Uh, he's injured. Um, man, this it's just really, this game was just really fantastic for the LA Rams. Um, I think it just kind of cleared up the vision for them. And if they, all the Rams have to do is just not blow it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think it pl- the playoffs, in theory, could like uh, 
not happen for the Seahawks because they haven't been playing as good as they have in the past years. And with all these injuries, like on top of that, like they were playing a bad Cardinals team. The Cardinals had a lot of chances to win this game, like we were saying. And if they play a team that just like capitalizes on sort of their gameplay right now, well, you saw it last week with Washington. You know, it's going to end badly for them. Yeah, Washington looked good last week, which is uh, shocking. But you also have to give it a little bit, uh, a bit of a, an, an attaboy to Blair Walsh in that game uh, for missing those two kicks. Oh, three kicks. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The three kicks. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, also, a report here. I know, Derek, you uh, messaged me during the day yesterday and said, if your betting site has first coach to get fired, put some money on McAdoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I saw something <laughs> on Twitter. There's a report right now that McAdoo uh, re's safe till end of season. So Dan Grezmo reports that Giants do not plan to decide to uh, do not have a plan to for Ben McAdoo or Jerry Reese's fate before the end of the season. So they will not be the first ones gone. Good thing I did not sell the house <laughs> <laughs> as you had recommended. I did. I did recommend it, and I'm sweating right now with that news. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I luckily I couldn't bet on it. I would have. Um, I trusted Twitter, and yet again, Twitter has disappointed me. But that is a good thing about my bet of the week, and that's a little tease coming up later. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, I'm actually kind of hoping for uh, Dirk Cotter to be the first coach uh, fired because uh, if Cotter goes out, then the team will just go back to the basics, go back to being nice and simple, and they'll just hand the ball to DeMar- uh, to Doug Martin, and Doug Martin will have huge games going forward because this – Fucking Peyton Barber bullshit is uh, it's killing me, <laughs> and I, I, it's a travesty to football in general. To think for a second that Peyton Barber is better than Doug Martin is just absolute uh, bullshit. <laughs> I totally agree. Good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm just. Uh... It was trying to set up my bet of the week, so we're ready a little bit later on. So, uh, yeah, well, how about no, this good e- planning? <laughs> Do it now, so later things go way smoother. <laughs> <laughs> so when people, you know, skip ahead to the best part of the show, <laughs> we gotta bring our A game for the good stuff. <laughs> Just go to the last ten minutes of this podcast and get to the bet of the week. Things are gonna go so smooth at that point. <laughs> Well, that game was so boring, all right. Maybe, you know, I, I might have got a little high, and I'm just it I actually spent most of that game reading about uh, Louis C.K. And oh, how he just yeah. likes to, um, uh, how do you say this? Like, uh, he likes masturbate to masturbate in front of, in front of women. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's so weird. It's so, um, this is very interesting. I was going to bring it up earlier, and I, I decided not to because I thought our <laughs> podcast was a little too classy. But now that you brought it up. Um <laughs> Do you think it's bad that he politely asked? Like, I was hearing that he he politely asked. Like, he would be like, would you like to go to your dressing room? And then I will masturbate in front of you. <laughs> and then she would say, no, you're a weirdo. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> so, I don't know. That well, that's, the, that's how the story was told to me. Now, this is completely hearsay. I'm sure he did other stuff that are... That it's horrible. Yeah, so there's another article. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, where he's got these two girls from his from his show or from some show that he's in, and uh, they're like two young comedians, and uh, they were. He's like, "Well, oh, you want to come back to my place for nightcap?" They're like, "Oh yeah, for sure," because uh, he's Louis C.K. Man, he's like a legend, and um, so he, they brought him back to the place where he 
ask them again. Uh, do you guys mind if I take my penis out? And then um, they said, <laughs> they laughed and said no. And then he got completely naked and then uh, did his business. Uh, um, oh, like without, <laughs> like they weren't even ready for it and he just did it anyway. He just like, yeah, well, that's how it reads. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's super, super weird stuff. Uh, and then I read a whole bunch of articles on uh, on Reddit because that's what you do after this. You read the comments. Yeah. And uh, someone said that there's like, there's <laughs> podcast uh, from famous Canadian, uh, uh, not Canadian, uh, women comedians. Could be Canadian though. I don't think he really discriminates <laughs> with uh, the Canadian American. I hope not. But <laughs> women comedians uh, saying stuff like this that he's done this and that he's kind of known for this uh for years so uh they basically ended their post with uh things are going to get bad for mr ck <laughs> and uh if kevin spacey's any any show he's actually getting written out of a, a, a written out of a movie right now uh things do not look good uh for louis ck <laughs> <laughs> we got some hard hit we might not bring a game when it comes to fantasy football but when it comes to comedians <laughs> and sexual harassing we were well, on the top game was of it boring, Derek, and i went pretty deep into the research for louis ck i'm a fan of louis ck i'm a fan of louis ck as well yeah do you know there's a new movie is about yeah, a young girl that's like underage. That yeah. along. It's like so fitting. I feel like it's all a marketing stunt. He's like, okay, so I'm like the, gonna... the first, the first I heard about this early today was just that sh- that his movie got canceled or the premiere got canceled. Uh, we are way off topic. That his premiere got canceled, and I was I was like, oh, it's getting canceled because of the topic and what it's about. And then like about two hours later, this New York Times uh, piece came out, and it was like, oh. That's why it's getting canceled. Yeah, yeah, uh, not rough. not good. Okay. Uh, there's a really funny. Uh, this, sorry to cut you off. There's a really yeah. funny clip from uh, his old show uh, where he is on a news uh, cast uh, and he's actually being he's he's there because he uh, he likes to masturbate. Uh, and that's what the newscast is about. Uh, it has a whole different tone to it now. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you have some time, uh, just type it into Google. Louis C.K. masturbating and. Um, <laughs> Maybe don't type that. In. Maybe don't do that. Gonna, well, at least don't do that work. That seems like a bad idea. Okay, let's try to get back on the rails. Oh no, I did want to make so the one thing, just one thing. Go ahead. So go ahead. Uh, <laughs> this is really off the rails. So on how you met your mother, there was that one episode where like they talked about like the naked guy, and it's like when you go back to her house or she comes back to your house, and then you just are naked all of a sudden, like yeah. And that was like a comic joke that everybody laughed and they're like, you know, this is a real strategy. One in three times you don't get accused of sexual harassment. So, yeah, that is really <laughs> weird. Now I bet you that that episode's probably not allowed to be aired anymore. Well, twenty seventeen yeah, climate. Yeah, yeah twenty seventeen. <laughs> that is no longer allowed, right? Because I I don't know. That's too close to exactly what Louis C.K. did, and he's getting strung up like. Anyway, I don't. I don't want to get into it. Anyway, so like, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is this is too far now. <laughs> All right, everyone, let's talk a little football for the, the fantasy football podcast. Uh, okay, we're gonna talk about uh, how we've been doing it lately. We just go through the games. We'll uh, fire through them rapid fire. If the game sucks, we'll try to avoid it. Uh, if we like it, we'll tell you about it. Uh, and then at the last ten minutes of the show, we'll do the bet of the week, as per usual. This week, the first game we got on our docket is the Green Bay Packers with the Chicago Bears. A classic. Two titans, Derek, uh, going up against each other. Uh, you got uh, Hun- uh, Hutley or Hunley <laughs> <laughs> versus Trubitsky. I can't wait, then. This sounds yeah. like a great game, right? The way I said it, uh, I really painted a good picture there. 
Agreed. Now, for me, and this sucks, I have the Saints Bills next, but they don't need to know about the inside out of all this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just off the rails this, this episode here. Anyway, yeah, this Green Bay game, it's such a disaster. I, you know what's funny? I actually convinced myself that uh, Hudley was going to be really good. Like he, he played so many great preseason games. He had some hype like coming into the game, and even though he didn't look as bad as Drew Stanton in this game tonight, to be completely honest with you, um, he's not playing great. I, they're holding back the play calling on him. I know another podcast said this as well, but I think I agree. Throwing all these short passes, it's just you just can't do it. Like They have to take the reins off of him and just sort of deal with it if he ends up throwing some picks. I actually felt like he looked the best in that game uh, on Monday when they're in the two-minute drill and he was able to throw the ball kind of down the field. Um, so it felt like, um, actually, sorry, that was the Sunday night game. Yeah. I don't think it was Monday. No, no, it was Monday. It was Monday against Detroit. Uh, it felt like, um, the only time I actually felt like he, he was a competent quarterback was in the two minute drill at the end of the game. Cause he was launching the ball down the field and it made Randall Cobb relevant in that game at that point. Um, and it kind of gave Jordy Nelson some value, um, I don't know. It's just too bad. And like you said, all the podcasts are talking about how they're not really giving the reins off. And the main reason for them saying that they're not giving the reins off is because they don't believe that he can do that. He can't, he can't throw the ball down the field. Uh, and that's why they're trying to hold him back so that he doesn't hurt himself. Um, I, it's, it's tough to watch though. And that's really the, the biggest shame here is that all your Packers, if you could sell them, uh, I think you probably missed the boat, <laughs> but, but if you could sit him, uh, I would sit him. Another big uh, thing that came out last week was the fact that Jones and uh, Tymont are now in a full-on RBBC um, with even some fear that Jamal Williams might fit in there as well. So Aaron Jones, is his value plummeted this past week. If you had a chance to sell him uh, last week, uh, good for you. <laughs> uh, some of us weren't as lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely should have done that. Oh, my God. And uh, Ty Montgomery actually might have some value because um, they're going to be playing from behind and they're going to be trying to do that two-minute offense. And it was pretty clear that Ty Mont was the guy when they were in that two-minute offense. I'm pretty sure I could have gotten Michael Thomas for him go- for before that game. Or no, Jones. for uh, Aaron Jones going before the, that game happened. Yeah. I, I have a feeling. But anyway, um, so with the Bears, this is actually a really exciting game for the Bears, right? Like their favorite. At home, and like their defense is a huge play because uh, people think Huntley's not going to play that well. And they have a good defense. Like uh, the Bears have had a few games where they've been kept in it by their defense. Yeah, um, one, think about 100%. the um, the think about the Carolina game. Um, the Bears don't win that game without their defense. So, um, yeah, the I think the Bears defense is the play in this game. <laughs> yeah, the big play. The only reason anybody's watching is for the Bears defense. Unfortunately. I think Jordan Howard actually is a great play here too, uh, just to run the clock down. Right, it's just it's that positive game script we were talking about with uh, Adrian Peterson. It's like when you're going to be up, when you're going to be up, you can run a lot more. You want to take time off the clock, and in a game like this where Arizona's down, you want to keep as much time on the clock as possible. You can't keep handing it off, even though they kind of did. For sure. Uh, and you actually, real quick, have you been hearing anything about this Trey McBride guy? No. Appa- nothing. Um. People kept mentioning him in the subreddit. It sounds like the Bears are letting him play a little bit more. The last game he played with like three catches, he got 93 yards. And this one, it was really just one article actually um, that said, 
pick him up like 100%. Like this guy was like planting his flag essentially saying Trey McBride's the man pick him up now. He's literally not owned in any league. He's had 0% leagues half him pick him up. He's the one that grabs. So I guess everybody keep an eye on that. If you're really desperate for a wide receiver, you just never know. Like I'm worried about the whole quarterback situation there, but still any player that might be a star, you got to at least look at it. Yeah. Agreed. Why not put him on your bench? He actually has, yeah, top post here. Next big breakout wide receiver, Trey McBride. Yeah, I don't even know uh, if that was the one I read. I just read like maybe uh like a pickup, like a waiver wire one. And like I just threw that in there. Cool. Uh so yeah, there's that they, that's what you that's what you're here for, guys. That that falls through the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh I have the Browns Lions next. Yeah, actually, a little more inside baseball. I now have the right schedule, and we're going with the flow for the rest of the thing here. So oh, starting perfect. now, a little professionalism. You know, I took <laughs> I took off my hoodie. You know, I'm feeling more loosey goosey. Why do you have a hoodie on in the first place? You're inside right now. What do you need a hoodie on for? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Save for the hoodie podcast. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Browns Lions. I uh, I like the Lions here. Uh, I've, I picked up the Lions defense uh, a couple weeks ago. I think we talked about it on the podcast uh, because they have a r- couple really good matchups coming down the line. Uh, this Browns one was was one of them. Uh, last week the Lions versus the Packers didn't end up panning out to be as good as it could have been if they would have just stopped Jamal Williams on that on that, on that final drive. Uh, but they still ended up with six points, so I felt comfortable. Uh, but this week against the Browns, I feel like they're coming out of here with double digit points. Um, uh, a couple people to be worried about on the Lions. Amir Abdullah. The Browns have a sneaky good run defense. Uh, a lot of people don't th- just think the Browns start all your guys. Uh, I would try to sit Amir Abdullah this week if you can. Um, and then I honestly think Marvin Jones is a really good play here again. The, it just seems like it, this is the the stretch of last year that happened at the beginning of the year. It's happening right now with Marvin Jones and Matt Stafford are just really clicking. And to be honest with you, it's just Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford seems to be just on fire, uh, really proving that he deserves the money he got paid. Um, and the Lions look good as a team. I'm on your side with this one. Matt Stafford nice. looks like he's in a hole another level right like he the last two games he's been on fire a lot of people have been writing him off earlier in the season too i thought he looked pretty decent in those ones too like some bad play calling right like that pittsburgh game they were they outplayed pittsburgh and they just couldn't get that you know like the touchdown they're horrible play calls in the red zone right um i did want to say i still am behind golden tate in the detroit situation and what's really excited exciting is that everybody's sort of on board with this uh, Marvin Jones train. You might be able to get Golden Tate for a lot cheaper. Um, I, I'm going to speak a little outside of my knowledge, but I feel like Golden Tate's getting more targets. And uh, like he's, he's bound to get the touchdowns as well. And so, you know what? If you can get, like, maybe trade a like, – I think he's a bottom, like, low-end RB – or, sorry, wide receiver one. So if you can, like, trade, like, an RB2 for him, like, I probably would do that. Uh, just targets, uh, 69 for Jones, 64 for Tate. So Tate is getting less targets, um, but t- uh, Tate has more completions. But you have to imagine Tate missed that the game. I feel yards. like Tate missed the game. Uh, could be, could be. Yeah, yeah, he did, I think. You're right. Uh, but also, uh, you'd have less uh, – the air yards is probably significantly different. I bet you Marvin Jones is really killing the air yards as well. I hear, I hear what you're saying. I, I think, I bet you it's closer to. Well, I guess we, I'd have to see on a week to week area yard thing, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I still, I'm still sticking behind Golden Tate. 
I'm gonna just you know, I'm just gonna say it right now. Red zone targets, Marvin Jones has twelve, Tate has six. Not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh for the Browns, um I uh I, I see some people who have been uh, so listen, I, I drafted Isaiah Crowell in two leagues. Um, huge mistake. If I could go back in time and <laughs> yeah, not do the podcast where we talk about running backs. Yeah, I would have uh, picked him up too. Oh, <laughs> it would have been horrible. Um, I would have not. I would not have grabbed him. Um, but uh, so I, I cut him because uh, I was able to get away from him, which is fantastic. Right? Everyone's happy about that. And um, in both leagues, he got picked up like right off of waivers after I cut him. And these guys are like, "Yeah, got him. Uh, you're crazy. <laughs> you can't start this guy." Uh, so then last week, um, the first week that I was officially cut from both my leagues, he goes off and gets 14 <laughs> points, gets a touchdown. So now these two guys who have Isaiah Crowell are going to start him. And I'm just, I'm like, you're welcome, rest of the league. <laughs> 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 because these two guys are going to start Isaiah Crowell this week. He's going to put up 30, uh, 30 yards, three points for 30 yards. That, that like He's getting three points this week. Uh, and he's going to tank those two teams. So... Uh, like I said, you are welcome, rest of the league. <laughs> well, not to mention Detroit, like, shut down Le'Veon Bell, basically, right, against Pittsburgh. Then he yep. then he goes and just stonewalls Aaron Jones. Like, it's the whole season, too. There's other games as well. Detroit actually has a really good run defense. And so, like, yeah, you can't play Corral. You can't. And people are going <laughs> to. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and then there's no one else on this team that I really think is good. So, well, uh, Corey Coleman, Corey Coleman's back week 11, right? I just wanted to bring okay, that so up. So he's not even back. So and then, no and then we forgot to talk about this last week. You guys probably all know it by now. Josh Gordon can't even come back until week 13. So like, that's a dicey play. Like, I don't know. I guess maybe you keep him on your bench, see what he does week 13. And then you can play him week 14 in the playoffs. It's just, that's a, I don't know. That's a tough play. Is anyone here? Uh, so so everyone knows a lot of people's uh, trade deadlines are coming up this week. Our uh, in both our leagues, our trade deadline is uh, November 11th, Remembrance Day. Uh, pour one out. Um, and uh, <laughs> we is anyone here on this team, or maybe as we go through, Derek, if there's anyone here that you might want to try to trade for or try to trade away, uh, we could talk about it. Um, is there anyone on this team that you could, you could think of that you'd be trading for or want to trade away? Well, not not in Cleveland, no. And then or, obviously or Golden Detroit. Tate, Golden Tate on Detroit. You, and you like Joe Golden Tate. Perfect. Uh, okay, uh, let's go to the next game. we got the Steelers versus the Colts. I love Brissett. I think he's going to be a starter in the league next year. Oh, I think, wow. I think in the, just he's. I love watching him to play. It's like the I've watched a couple of Colts games for some stupid reason. I think maybe I was cheering for Marlon Mack. And, like, that team's a dumpster fire. Like, yeah, it's a bad team, but... Jake Brissett is solid. Like, if Cardinals had Brissett right now, they'd be winning games, 100%. Like, and so, I don't know if I'd play him, like, fantasy-wise, but I just I have to say that out loud because, like, I don't know, like, well, maybe the Colts, like, do the double whammy. Like, they do a huge trade for Andrew Luck, right? Get some picks. Then they do a huge trade for their, like, number three pick and get a whole bunch of picks and then make a real team, you know? And then make it all around Jake Brissett because I think – that that's a uh, good way to like get a lot of assets right away. It'd be wild. Yeah, uh, except for like they're talking about how it could be Andrew Luck's last season. Like he he could be career ender with uh, the shoulder injury. They're talking about if the thing doesn't heal right, he his arm will just fall out of the socket, which sounds yeah. just gross. Yeah, I, I I heard about that. There was a doctor, the doctor guy that I follow on Twitter. 
He oh, was basically, say, yeah, he was basically saying, he's like he he highly doubts that it's career ending, but you never know. And then and then of course there was the Reddit doctor. It wasn't a Reddit doctor, but just some kid who had the same injury, and he was saying, if you don't let it heal properly, it'll just keep popping out. Of, yeah, um, yeah, that's of the, the guy that I listened to. The, yeah, the kid yeah. on Reddit. But then he was saying <laughs> like. You know, he's has a better he probably like I'm picturing some fat guy that's like clicking on the mouse a little too much and his arm pops out and he's like, Oh fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, Oh no, you have to get the surgery. It's like, well, this guy's an athlete. You do know that. And he has doctors around him. It doesn't matter. He needs the rest. Very true. Okay, so Steelers are gonna get up in this game, I think, even though they are away. So Marlon Mack could be this could be a good Marlon Mack game, right? I could see him seeing a, a negative game script and then them having to pass it off a lot to him. Uh, like a lot of dish passes. Yeah, um, the games where he's actually got a decent amount of carries and decent amount of yards have been the games when they're behind. It's a little dicey. Uh, actually, that might not be true. I, I think Steelers have given up some solid runs and, and uh, to passing backs Hilton, as well, right? Do you think Hilton is any good of a start here? Well, first of all, he came up in the injury report like halfway through the week. And so people are saying that's not normally a good sign. Oh, I can't remember if it's like a hamstring or a groin. And Pittsburgh D is really solid. I don't think Hilton's always going to go off like that. You know what I mean? Um, I might yeah. I might do more of like a Jack Doyle thing. But then I did also read that he doesn't have a high ceiling either because Pittsburgh's defense against tight ends has been really great too. Do you want to hear – this is a crazy stat. Can you guess uh, what place T.Y. Hilton is right now in standard scoring for wide receivers? It's like top three, right? He's, he's just behind he's, – he's fourth. Uh, in some some leagues, he's actually tied for uh, third, but he's fourth right now in uh, in wide receiver scoring. He's had two good games, two games where he <laughs> went off, and the rest of the time has been shit. And uh, somehow this guy is is amazing. I don't know if I could if I could sell T Y Hilton right now is the time to sell T Y Hilton. One hundred percent, I would do that too. Yeah, Steelers. Um, Martavis Bryant is back practice with the fr- the frontline team. I think that's going to be a hit and a half for Juju Smith because uh, I think they'll go back to their uh, kind of splitting the the snaps, and I think that's going to be uh, bad for Juju Smith Schuster. I, I I would if you had him ranked highly, I would probably knock him down about ten ranks uh, in the wide receiver column. Uh, what do you think? Uh, there was this one podcast I listened to, and he was painting the picture where. No matter what, in two wide receiver sets is going to be Juju and Antonio Brown, and then and then the question mark he was saying was in three wide receiver sets. Um, if Martavius is playing, they're saying that they then would have Martavius on the outside and Juju in the slot. But he was saying there's also a slight chance, like even though we're hearing that Martavius is back and he might play, that they throw Eli Rogers in the slot and they just keep Juju on the outside as well. So. I I'd probably stay away from that whole thing. Well, I, I'd maybe grab Juju, but like I mean, like I like Matavius Bryant's done for the season. Like I wouldn't even think about him unless Juju or Antonio Brown got an injury. Good to know. Okay, so and then I guess you kind of answer the question there. So Antonio Brown, you're starting. Uh, Juju Smith, uh, you can start, but maybe tentatively, uh, and then obviously start Le'Veon Bell like you normally would. Yeah, I think one podcast was saying Jesse James is the play. So keep or that's their tight end, right? Yeah, I think Jesse yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Okay, Chargers Jaguars. I'm. This is the game I'm watching. I'm pretty excited. I think me too, and I I think it's mainly because I want to see uh, how how much the Jaguars are able to just shut down the the passing game for the Chargers. 
Yeah, because I feel like they won't be able to, personally. Like, you know, yeah. they will and they won't. Like, I think this game is competitive. I think points are scored. If I had Jacksonville's defense, I'd be a teeny bit worried. Like, there last was a, week it wasn't great until they got that kick return. There was a really good um, post. So I was looking through the Chargers uh, Reddit uh, posts, um, and they had one post from the J- uh, Jaguars fan that said, uh, if Philip Rivers was smart, he would be finding out some team rules for the Jaguars so he gets sat this week. <laughs> so find out some team rules for the Jaguars to break so he gets sat this week. And it, <laughs> it, it made me laugh. It was good. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think uh, like, I think Philip Rivers is going to be able to pass the ball. Um, it just, it'll just be interesting to see, like, how elite is this Jaguars defense? Because it seems like um, that division that they're in, uh, that I think it's AFC South, but I could be wrong, um, it seems wide open. And if, if Derek's prediction from last week is going to come true, which Derek hits, hits on, I don't know, 90, 98, 95% of your, your predictions you hit on, right, Derek? Remember when I picked the 49ers to <laughs> win against Dallas? <laughs> that was at 10%, man. That was at 10%. <laughs> Um, so, uh, it'll be interesting to see just how, well, let's find out. I think this is a real good test for them because I, I do like the charges. I think they have a good passing team, um, or a good passing game. And it'll be interesting to see if it gets shut down. Uh, a flip side to that though, is if it is shut down and it becomes uh, a game where they, they have to run the ball, maybe Melvin Gordon's a good play here because I think, uh, he could be getting some, uh, some action because, uh, if they can't throw the ball, they'll have to turn to somewhere else. And it, I think that would end up being Melvin Gordon. And it feels like the Chargers kind of turned to that team already. And so the fact that this is one of the main ways that you can defeat the Jaguars, um, I, I would definitely play. Like, obviously, you're playing Melvin Gordon no matter what, but I'm pretty excited about Melvin Gordon this week for sure. Yeah, uh, just officially, uh, uh, I just got a sleeper bot about uh, Richard Sherman's Achilles. Uh, yeah, yes, so he's out for season. Okay, uh, so yeah, so I like we said, so Melvin Gordon start. Uh, I would probably be nervous about any of the the Chargers wide receivers outside of Keenan Allen. Cause I do still think Keenan Allen's going to get some work. Uh, it seems like he gets so targeted so often that he will get some yards. Whether or not he breaks the threshold of, I don't know, sixty, seventy yards, um, that's that's probably the real question. Actually, this could be a really big Hunter Henry game. Um, Jacksonville I was, was thinking that a too, tight actually. end, yeah, not strong against the tight end earlier on in the season as well. And Hunter Henry might be their best wide receiver on the team. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, yeah, because I, I, I agree because uh, really I feel like they have really good corners, the Jaguars, right? Um, so then you're throwing it in the middle of the field and that's exactly where Hunter Henry is. So um, I, I could see that happening as well. On the Jags, Derek, do you have anyone that you, you like particularly or uh, that you're going to start? We're going to play Fournette no matter what. Um, I'm excited about Marquise Lee on the Jaguars later on in the season. I think I'd be a little nervous about playing him this week, but Marquise Lee's been getting a lot of targets. Uh, he's put on, he's put up like 80, 90 yards, like the last three weeks. And uh, I'm just going to tell you real quick what his uh, schedule looking forward is uh, just in case you're a little desperate on wide receiver. So here we go. So obviously the Chargers game's not that great. Then they go against Cleveland at Cleveland. Uh, and then they go against Arizona. And, you know, maybe it's a Patrick Peterson, uh, uh, whatever is it, treatment, but who knows. Then it's Indy, Seahawks with now the secondary totally destroyed, uh, Houston, and then San Fran. Those are in the week 15 and week 16. And so he he's definitely somebody to look at. Obviously, that's another reason why people keep bringing up that uh, deed 
Dee Dee uh, Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah. But Marquise Lee, Lee is the guy right now. Not many people are looking at him, but uh, 13 points last week, uh, two weeks ago, 7.2 points and 10. And we have for target-wise, we have six targets, 12 targets uh, last week, and against the LA Rams, uh, 10 targets and a rush attempt. I actually had a waiver claim in for him, uh, but I also had a waiver claim in for Danny Woodhead, and I got Danny Woodhead. And then did not get uh, Marquise Lee. And then you got Marquise Lee. So nice, nice work. Uh, okay. Uh, and then in Derek telling you that schedule, uh, another person that you might want to stash if you're desperate and you don't have a really good quarterback, uh, Blake Bortles. <laughs> well, I was saying that last week. I was saying he's going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and you're going to play Blake Bortles. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. Next game, we got Saints and Bills. Um, this is going to be a good game too. I actually might watch this game probably over the jet. Actually, you know, I'll watch both these games. I'll have my split screen on this. Um, humble brag, right? <laughs> um, but this game, I think should be uh, pretty decent. If the bills actually care, are able to rebound from that, that decimating, uh, game that happened last week against the jets, the jets just flew in there and just bombed the shit out of the, uh, of the Buffalo bills. It was good. Um, but right now the Bills are still undefeated at home, uh, and the Saints are coming in, and they're coming in hot. They're as hot as they've ever been right now uh, with six uh, six-game win streak. And uh, my boy, Alvin Kamara, is the superstar I knew he would be uh, back in week, I think week four. I was telling you guys that I thought this guy's a league winner. You got to go out and get him. Uh, Alvin Kamara had a huge coming out game last week, and now everyone's talking about him like, maybe being the MVP. Uh, or yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Right, so or at least uh, rookie I mean, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year is what I meant to say. Yeah, MVP of rookies though. That sounds way more cool. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> so on the Saints, um, the Bills do have a pretty good defense. Uh, so you might be a little bit nervous, but I don't think you should be because I feel like there's going to be points scored in this game. Um, so I would probably start all my Saints because th- they just seem to be unstoppable right now. Uh, on the Bills, I think you probably start everyone as well. Uh, the real question marks though will be Charles C. Clay and. Um, and Kelvin Benjamin as to what their role is going to be. And that's probably what I want to watch the most is see really what Kelvin Benjamin's role is going to be uh, in this game. Yeah, I'm going to watch for that reason as well. Uh, Charles Clay is playing this week, so um, as long as he's not limited, we'll, we'll be able to get a real true insight on how that's going to play out. I did want to – something I saw on Twitter this week was the fact that the last five games the Bills actually have been a pretty poor defense – um, a lot of their stats are skewed based on the, the first uh, couple, you know, first four games I think of the season. Um, so yeah, definitely like you said, I'd play all the Saints. Um, I still like Tyrod. Um, the Saints defense has been playing solid. People keep pointing that out, but a lot of that's because they're comparing it to other years where they weren't even a real defense. Like they're basically a CFL defense, and so I, you know, I I think I might take my chances on Kevin Benjamin. Um, like when you're looking at the wide receiver two area and that's where I'm putting him, it's just a boomer bust guy, right? Like touchdowns kind of make wide receiver twos. Um, you want to put a guy that has a chance to get touchdowns. And I think he does this week. Yeah, I, uh, I actually agree. Um, I got nothing else here though. Like I would stay away from both these defenses. Uh, I go and start either of them. Um, and then Michael Thomas, obviously a good, good start. Ted Ginn might be a good start. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. Uh, move on. Jets. Yeah, let's go. Jets. Bucks. Game of the week. <laughs> I'm watching this one. Three screens. <laughs> this one is the Fitzpatrick revenge game. Oh, uh, you called Fitzpatrick it. Fitzpatrick at the hell of the Buccaneers coming into 
coming. Well, not I guess the Jets are still coming into Tampa, but they're coming into his house, <laughs> and uh, Fitz uh, Fitz Magic is gonna uh, pull a rabbit out of his hat, I think, and we're gonna see a crazy game here. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty excited. I felt like this year, Ryan Fitzpatrick has played better than Jameis Winston. I even said I it agree. last I, year where if he went down, I'm like, well, Fitzpatrick could probably pull it off. Like, he always plays good, like, when he comes out of, you know, being the back out. And if Ev- if Evans was in this game, I'd pick them to win. Um, but I can't really trust the rookie in this, uh, this scenario. But that doesn't mean you don't play Fitz. And uh, I probably wouldn't play Deshaun Jackson. Fuck, maybe I would play the rookie then if you were really desperate. Uh, Goodwin, just because Claiborne's back and he's been really close to a shutdown corner. But, you know, Jaquiz and Doug Martin, if if they're actually getting played, uh, they might be solid plays as well. You know what's um, – there's a, there's an awesome stat at the beginning of this year about Fitzpatrick and just how he is uh, kind of the QB killer in that every team he gets traded to he's a backup, he almost always ends up the starter. It's a, it's like I wish I had the stat in front of me right now, but uh, if you look at his history of when he's the backup, he almost always ends up starting before the end of the season, and it's another situation is right here. Um, I think that the Bucks could be good here. I think Cam and Great is actually a good play here because I think um, that they will have the uh, Deshaun Jackson shut down. I don't really trust the rookie too much, so I feel like maybe Cameron Bright in the middle of the field uh, might be uh, a big target, and he is a big target. Um, whether or not Fitz goes to him as much as Jameis would, that'll be ready to be seen. Uh, but I did read an article today, uh, well, not today, this week, about how Fitzpatrick has used uh, tight ends in the past when he uh, wasn't on the Jets, essentially, because the Jets didn't don't typically have a, a real tight end game. This is this is probably the first year with uh, ASJ that they even have uh, tight end plays that uh, go to a tight end. Um, so yeah, uh, it, hopefully they play Doug Martin. I, I still don't really believe in Peyton Barber as um, as a real thing, like I, we talked about at the top of the show. Um, some podcasts and, and might be saying, "Hey, pick him up. He's a he's a he's a, a stash play." I don't I don't agree with that. And um, one of the podcasts I listened to straight up said, "If he is the uh, the stash play and it, it, he's going to start playing at running back, then I I don't want to do I don't want anything to do with that backfield because uh, he's not good." Um, for the Jets, though, Derek, uh, Robbie Anderson seems to be a superstar. Uh, McGowan is a good start this week. Uh, and with uh, Jermaine Curse going out – no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Curly. With uh, Curly going out with uh, some PED violation, I like uh, Jermaine Curse a little bit more too. Um, and then obviously ASJ uh, got raw last week of a touchdown, so uh, he's due. ASJ revenge game? How about that? Yeah. You're right. I didn't even think of that. ASJ revenge game as well. They kicked him out of town because of drugs. Yeah. I think that J- – <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> the Jets uh, match up really good against this Tampa Bay team with uh, backup QB and uh, the star wide receiver gone and uh, an inability to run. It would be cr- – but the, the thing is, be- being a Jets fan, I kind of know that these are the games the Jets lose. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you yeah, feel that same right. way. I really do. So based purely on that, I think yeah, Fitzpatrick is 100% a play. And I know a lot of people are saying, Jared Goff, I'm going to make a bold prediction here, Danny. Fitzpatrick's going to have more fantasy points than Jared Goff this week. So I'm the only one putting out that hot take. You know, I'm I'm right 95% of the time. Actually, 90% of the time. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Sounds good. Okay, let's go on to Vikings-Redskins. 
Um, this could be an interesting game as well. Uh, I think really what I want to see here is um, the Redskins and how they play against the Vikings defense. Um, but what do, you, what do you see here, Derek? Oh, sorry. Real quick, I did want to say Matt Forte might be hurt, so keep an eye on that. Paul, uh, Bilal Paul is a play in that situation. Um, but this game, you know what? To be completely honest, I might watch this game um, at least early because like, this, this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, I like the Vikings, but after that defensive showing that Washington showed last week, um, I can see a scenario where there's going to be a lot of kicks in this game. Um, Kenneth, uh, what's your Kai, right? Kai for Kai, Kai, Kai's going to be Kai. Kai's going to be Kai in this game. And, uh, he's a big play. Um, I actually don't know who Washington's kicker is. <laughs> Me either. I was like, str- like I was scrambling my brain to see if I could think of who it was. I have no idea who it is. No clue. But I think he's a really good play now that I really look at it because there's going to be a lot of sputtering in this game. I think a lot of people are saying that it's a big McKinnon game. And this could be a lot of sacks. So the big Vikings defense game as well. I think the Vikings defense might be on our waiver wire right now. So maybe check out your waiver wire and see if the Vikings defense is available. Because I I could totally see them uh, coming off of a bye. Uh, They could just still be sitting there. Yeah, against that weak offensive line. And then, like, did you see what Seattle's defense did last week to them? Everybody's remembering that Washington won and Kirk Cousins made a great play. But he did nothing for the majority of the game. And this is against a Vikings team that, like, doesn't quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, that's a big play. I'm going to look at that, too, a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't I, – I don't even want to think about any of the Washington's uh, wide receivers. Uh, you know, Maybe I probably wouldn't even think about their right? tight ends. Maybe Well, he's, you still have to wait on him, though. You can't play him. Yeah. Right? And then Thiele, everybody's saying the slot. Uh, they're Hopkins. saying Washington's Dustin very – Hopkins is a kicker. Dustin oh Hopkins. yeah, yeah. Dustin, he used to be good in the back in the day, man. Yeah, well, he's won me some games. <laughs> um, Thielen's a huge play this week. Everybody's saying this, uh, Washington is weak in the slot. Thielen has been playing the slot plays, but I have, you know, I've heard some Diggs stuff too, saying that maybe the ceiling isn't that high, but you got to play Diggs. So those are some people who I've been uh, thinking about playing. It sounds like Reed is going to play again. He was practicing this week, so uh, maybe play Reed if you're. Uh, in the dumpster fire that is the tight end position. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bengals, Titans. All right, this is going to be a horrible game. Horrible game. Right. Uh, if you Don't play Marcus Mariota. Uh, I read uh, a lot of podcasts were talking this week about just how good the Bengals' defense have been. Um, apparently, in the last, like this season, uh, they have only had maybe two quarterbacks have more than 10 points in, in a game. That might not be true. <laughs> but uh, it's very close to being true and that's kind of how I remembered uh, it being said to me in the podcast so I would try to stay with Marcus Mariota this week if possible agreed and I'd actually play Andy Dalton this week Tennessee's defense has been pretty weak against the past or <laughs> pass and uh, I don't know I feel like the Bengals just destroy them like I know right now there's sort of a stink on the Bengals but I, I don't like Tennessee at all this year. So I, I don't know, this is a tough game for, for me to watch or even think about it as an NFL game. I think this is going to be a big bust game for DeMarco Murray 
and Derrick Henry. I don't think either of them I would want to start if I could get away from it. Uh, but you're probably going to start Demarco Murray. He has had a knee injury, um, but he did practice a full uh, twice this week at least. So he will be starting. He will be taking those points away from Derrick Henry. So um, I, this backfield is just a mess. I, I, one of these guys either have to just say, okay, I concede. You can have the, the more touches because uh, it's getting really annoying for us in the, in the fantasy world. One thing that was telling is uh, DeMarco Murray said that he thinks the offense is better with him in the backfield. And I think that's something like if you were getting along with Derrick Henry, you'd be saying, oh, no, we're, we both have a role and we both, you know, are going to ready to pound the rock. This makes me feel like he's a little nervous about his position. And so I don't know, I'd be getting a little excited. This is really reading into it, but I'd be excited about Derrick Henry because it sounds like, like we'll say uh, DeMarco does nothing in this game. I think it's going to be Derrick uh, Henry time. Oh, I like it. Um, as far as wide receivers go, um, Corey Davis had a, a, a decent showing last week. He had two catches, one really nice catch where uh, kind of kind of got the Twitterverse buzzing um, where he had a nice toe tap. Uh, they did say this week, uh, Michael Narkey was saying that Corey Davis is going to be getting more uh, involved in the offense. So hopefully that pans out. Um, but I still think Richard Matthews is a good play. Um, and Eric Decker came up with an injury report this week, so he might be either be out or limited. Uh, for the Bengals, start A.J. Green. I don't think there's anyone on the Titans that he wants to f- choke out or punch, uh, but you never know, so <laughs> don't rule it out. And then uh, Tyler, that Tyler Croft tight end, uh, I yeah. think he's not a More bad targets than A.J. Green in the last three yeah. weeks. So I think he's a good play too, um, but no one else on that team that I can really think of. Oh, maybe Joe Mixon um, would be a good start as well. He's been playing poorly, though. It's been, it's been crazy because everybody was touting him as, like, a number one RB, but I don't know, man. He hasn't been playing well. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Um, I didn't trade for him. Uh, okay, going to the <laughs> next game, Titans-Rams. Uh, sorry, Texans-Rams. Um, yeah. This game, you know you know how exciting this game would have been two weeks ago? Oh, uh, my God. We would have been uh, asking this game if it was okay for us to masturbate in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now it's gonna suck <laughs> it's gonna be the rams just running all over the texans it's gonna uh, i i don't like if you can bet on this game i, I bet you the rams are heavy favorites um but i kind of feel like like i'm gonna say Derek, it's a sure it's a sure win for the rams has to be a sure win right savage is horrible horrible He's so bad. And if and it then, wasn't for just some luck last week, Colts would have smoked them. You know, like they're they've given up. Yeah, uh, I also think uh, this will be the game where everyone realizes that Hopkins has lost all his value. So uh, today, uh, if you have a minute, put out offers uh, selling Hopkins if you can. If you have Hopkins, you should be selling him. Uh, go as low as a, a steady wide receiver two. Uh, maybe a running back two, maybe even a wide receiver three, get some value because Hopkins is not going to be good. Uh, we saw it last year uh, when he has a bad quarterback. He The volume's there, but the, you double cover him, you could shut him down. And uh, that's what happened last year. Last week is an anomaly because they're playing the Colts who have no defense at all. Yeah. Um, people were saying that he was a weird wide receiver where – there was very little uh, separation from the cornerbacks, and you'd have to have a quarterback confident enough to throw in tight windows. And that's why, like, uh, Deshaun Watson just went off because he doesn't give a fuck, right? Yeah. And uh, Savage, and then Osweiler, 
this was one of the big reasons they hated Osweiler last year. They just aren't willing. They don't. They're not confident enough to throw those passes, and that's you know where the only the only place Hopkins can uh, make hay. So I I'm on your side. Just get something for him because you don't even want to be thinking about playing him each week because you're stuck playing him each week if you keep him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, to, to go with that, uh, Hoyer the Destroyer and Hopkins were a good connection because Hoyer the Destroyer don't give no fucks either. Right? Hoyer <laughs> the Destroyer just throws the ball. <laughs> Uh, it's funny, he could have been a starter in Green Bay, and he's like, no, you know what, <laughs> I'm just going to be a backup for Tom Brady. I'm I would give myself another ring, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smart play, man. Yeah. Um, for the Rams, uh, I think you can start everyone. Because uh, why wouldn't you? This Texas defense has not been the same um, since Merciless and J.J. Watt went out. Um, so you can start. Gurley's going to he's gonna feast, and I, I hate it. I've got, I got to play against him this week, but I see Gurley having a big game. Um, and then uh, your wide receivers. I still am nervous about Watkins. I don't think I'm starting Watkins anywhere. And I, I don't know how real I think Woods is. Uh, but he, he seems to be real. He's getting tons of targets. So uh, I think Woods is probably a good start. And then uh, I think Cooper Cup's a sneaky play too this week um, in the wide yeah, receivers I think, for the Rams. I think they're saying Cooper Cup has the most uh, red zone targets in the league. Uh, he's frequently getting like the top targets on that Rams team. Um, what's kind of exciting for a lot of people is the fact that he did poorly last week, even though he, he tied for the, the, you know, nobody else got more than five targets and he got five targets as well. He went for 50 yards and just you know, didn't end up getting those touchdowns. I think he's a really great wide receiver too in this situation. You know, Rob, you know, I'm looking at Robert uh, Woods as well, right? Uh, I think he might be a good play. Yeah, I think, he, but the main thing is golf, right? The, Everybody thinks Goff is going to go off. You know, I, I think so too. Houston's defense, passing defense has been atrocious. Like, I think they said the last two weeks that the QB1 for the week was going against them, right? Well, actually, I guess Goff was QB1 last week, but it's been ridiculous. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I think Goff is the, the, the real big play this week. Yeah, Even I though I think... still think Fitzpatrick's beating him, but I'm still calling that. That's <laughs> I, I do still think that uh, maybe don't expect uh, the game you got last week. Because last week uh, against the Giants, the Giants had given up, and it's pretty clear the Giants had given up, and the Giants gave up in that game. So any of the fantasy analysis, like as far as watching tape goes, everyone was saying that uh, those two long uh, those two long touchdowns were broken plays, and it's basically because the Giants had given up. So I don't think you can – don't expect what you got last week every week going forward is kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Maybe not like 51 points, but we'll say 28 points. Yeah, that's probably a safer floor. Okay, Cowboys-Falcons. So here we go. Uh, this is a good game, man. I, I'll very watch this game. Uh, you know, it's not a good game, though, because the Falcons aren't that good, and I just keep seeing the Falcons and saying, I got Julio Jones. It's going to be a good game. Uh, yeah. But the big news is that Zeke is gone. So uh, Falcons can... Can revel hopefully in as long as nothing comes up in the next two days oh, <laughs> tomorrow is a holiday uh for remembrance day in america so he there's no court proceedings happening he is not playing this weekend uh, okay perfect even though that would have helped me out last weekend but we'll we'll get into that des bryant also is trending not to play um I, I think he did have a slight limited practice but people weren't feeling great about his situation saying he had a pretty bad uh, high ankle sprain and also who has a high ankle sprain, but just a little less, Julio Jones, Yeah. which 
people aren't as, as frightened as that. And I've seen Julio play with leg injuries like so many times and put up great fantasy points. But somebody like Bryce Butler apparently would go into the Dez role. So it's not even like that weird thing where Terrence Williams switches over to the Dez role or Dez uh, position and then, you know, Bryce Butler, you know, comes in. Um, he goes right to that Dez role. So he's a really sneaky play, I feel. And uh, you got to keep an eye on it, though, right? Because it's going to be one of those weird games where, like, Dez is, like, active, but he only plays, like, three snaps. You know, that's going to be a little worrisome. Oh, like a decoy. Yeah, that would suck. Um, for So, yeah, so that's good. good call. Uh, Bryce Butler is a good play. I don't really feel too confident still in Terrell, uh, <clears throat> Terrence Williams. Uh, Terrell Williams? Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams. Um, and I don't think I'm confident in anyone in that running back, but really, I think Dak Prescott gets a big plus. I think that's what a lot of podcasts were talking about this week was just basically if Zeke's out, Dak gets a big uptick because they're going to try to throw the ball a lot more. They won't be able to rely on the run game as much as they can when, uh, when Zeke's there. Uh, and then maybe Jason Witten, uh, if Dak, if, uh, if Dez is out, uh, Jason Witten's going to have to be that security blanket. And I think, uh, Witten might have a decent game. Yeah, they were saying that uh, um, if Dez plays, don't play Witten because uh, Atlanta's actually really good against tight ends. But then they said, but if Dez doesn't play, then they're going to have to figure something out, and it's got to go to somebody. So then Witten would be a play. For sure. So for the Falcons, um, I think you are starting um, You're starting Julio if he plays. Uh, he did say he was doing ladder work today. Uh, so if he did his ladder work today, they said they'll have a full practice tomorrow. So really just watch for that. So Friday's practice, make sure uh, Julio plays. Uh, and then Mohamed Sanu is a, is a good start either way. And then I still am going to start Devontae Freeman. But one of the podcasts is saying that Devontae Freeman would be a good sell this week because of the role that Coleman is starting to take back. If you listen to the late round podcast with JJ Zacharies, and he was kind of, he kind of played out uh, how uh, Coleman's role in the last four games has actually gone up about 10% as far as the market share goes. And that actually is just really just meant a diminishing of the Freeman role. So uh, Freeman might be a guy who you might want to try to sell. I know it's not really a sell high because he, he hasn't really been putting up some crazy points. But he might be someone that you could probably move um, just based on name alone. Yeah, I definitely think about that one for sure. I think they might bounce back a little bit though. Like he, he's not a wide uh, running back one, so if you can get running back one value, to go for it. But he could be a decent uh, running back two going forward. Like he's yeah. going to get some touchdowns. You're right. You're totally right. Um, another thing is that the deep the offense actually didn't look like it was a complete dumpster fire last week. Uh, they had a real chance that, uh, against the Panthers last week. Um, they had a few plays that um, had they gone just a little bit differently, like that Julio Jones uh, wide open catch in the end zone that he dropped. Um, that game goes completely different. They were able to get the ball. They were able to move the ball uh, really well. Um, just I guess just not well enough to to win the game. But I really feel like they smote it in the fourth quarter. Uh, more than anything else. Giants right. 49ers. Yeah, Giants 49ers. Uh, this you game can probably is a horrible just stay game. away from it. Just stay away from it, right? There's no one on this team, on any of these teams that I want to start. I would play Evan Ingram. Ev- okay, damn it. Evan Ingram. Yeah, oh, okay, Evan Ingram. <laughs> people are freaking out about Orleans Darkwell right now. He's a guy that maybe I would think about trading just based on the like underground hype that's going on with him. Uh, many people point out that big game against uh, Denver, and so people were thinking uh, maybe you know 
essentially maybe Denver's gone a little weak at uh, against uh, the running game. Now, I guess Philly just had a big game as well. But Darkwood's been uh, pretty consistent uh, week in and week out with the fantasy points he's been getting. He's not a running back one, but he was going from somebody who where I would laugh if somebody's uh, playing him. And now he's now he's a guy where like, oh, I hope he doesn't get like a couple touchdowns or as a fluke, you know, or I don't know. So I'd keep an eye on him. And on the 49ers, uh, Goodwin, right? Uh, yeah. He's getting crazy air yards. He only caught like three, pa- <laughs> eight targets, three passes. So that's kind of the line that you get for him. But he ended up getting like 80, I think like 88 yards or whatever. And that's the thing with him. He just has to catch one pass, two passes, and then he's right there for you. And then there's the the stat that uh, a tight end has scored every game uh, this year against the Giants. So it's not that Tittle guy. Do you know who it is, Derek? I can't yeah, really it's not it. Kittle. It's uh, Selleck. Uh, I think so, I think Garrett Selleck. There's always Garrett brothers, Selleck. so I always get them mixed up. Yeah. So uh, he's he might be a good start if you if you hurt that tight end. Okay, Patriots Broncos the the third the Sunday night game. All right. Um, I just want to see the Patriots coming off a bye. I think this is probably not a really exciting game, unless for some weird reason. Oh, remember that one time uh, Brock Osweiler and the Broncos beat the Patriots? Yeah, that could happen again. That that's oh my I God. think it's that's going to be, be the storyline going into the game. It'll be like last time Bronco, uh, last time Brock Osweiler led the Broncos into the Patriots, they they won it in overtime. Right? That's going to be the story. Yeah, that would be that would be ridiculous. But I feel like the Patriots come out here and just demolish them. I've seen a lot of people rank Deion Lewis significantly low. Uh, he was getting a significant amount of the carries. Like he was getting like seventeen uh, touches a game. Now I know it's like snap share is still pretty low. Like it is a running back by committee, but I feel like there is a scenario here where they're coming out of the bye and they're playing Deion Lewis a lot more. You know, the problem with this whole situation is you can maybe make that same story up with uh, Rex Burkhead, Burkhead. So it's re- yeah. it's really tough. But I just have this weird fe- feeling about Lewis well, with uh, the Broncos, Grundy kind of getting a little bit weaker, maybe like especially after what the Eagles just did. Um, I think Dion Lewis can um, make some plays here. It's more of a desperation play, but I wouldn't be completely afraid of playing him. For sure. And it sounds like Hogan will be out this game, uh, as far as I've heard. Have you heard anything different? I think he's going to be out for a couple games, to be completely yeah, so, honest. He so was still Hogan's in a sling out. this week. So he's Amendola then, uh, I guess, gets a bit of an uptick. Um, and then there was talks that maybe Burkhead kind of fills into a slot receiver role uh, to kind of fill in for Hogan. Uh, it'll it'll maybe be seen though. Uh, I really I think you're starting Lewis uh, at running back confidently. Uh, you're starting Cooks confidently and Amadola uh, slightly less confidently, right? Yeah, and then Gronk is like might go Gronk, off. So if you're oh, playing yes, daily sir. fantasy, yeah, uh, Gronk all day, pick all him up. Time. Yeah, uh, and then Tom Brady obviously you're gonna start too. Uh, for Denver, uh, there's been talks about um, about the their backup running back uh, Booker being good uh i don't know maybe he's a, a speculative ad just because of how bad cj anderson has been um, yeah booker schmoed me last year like i picked yeah, him up too. i thought he was gonna be like a league winner and he Derek, i had him and my uh hot takes my hot pocket takes last year and he really, oh yeah you're so pumped really schmoed me on that um, well you just so... said he'd, he'd play a lot of snaps though so i think you technically got that one right that uh, that was that was one of my good hot talk there you go so hey <laughs> Um, and then for wide receivers, uh, it seems like, uh, based on last week's game at least, that um, 
Demarius Thomas actually had a decent game. Uh, maybe that continues. Let's hope. Uh, but it is Brock, Brock the heist Osweiler throwing the ball to him. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And then Emmanuel Sanders as well. I know he's, he's as valuable as you think any wide receiver is with Brock Osweiler throwing him the ball, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Osweiler knew to target uh, Demarius Thomas. He and you said this a couple weeks ago, but I think it's happening again. I think he might be somebody to trade for if you feel like Osweiler is going to play the rest of the games. And Sanders, I'd probably stay away from him to be honest. I don't think he's playable right now with this uh, situation that's going on there in Denver. Um, that's about it, that's right? About I don't. It. People think maybe the Pats defense, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I guess you could play them. I'd probably stay away. There's there's a lot of good plays this week. You probably go, get away from them. I agree. Okay, Dolphins Panthers on Monday night. Monday night. Monday night. Uh, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, a lot of the podcasts talked about how the the NFL football uh, schedule makers thought that the Dolphins were going to be really good this year and gave them three straight uh, primetime games, uh, which is just terrible for the Dolphins uh, for their spirits. Uh, because I do feel like the Panthers uh, are going to win this week. But I want you guys to know that every time this year that I thought the Panthers were going to win a game, they've gone out and completely schmoed it. So this could easily be a Dolphins, uh, a Dolphins bounce back game, and uh, the Dolphins could look good here. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't it feel like that could happen? It's it, be pretty it crazy. Absolutely feels like that. <laughs> um, I've heard some people say that Devontae Parker is a decent play. Now I've also, I think I read from somebody else that he's not a good play, and that Jarvis Landry is the play. So I think people are all over the map uh, when it comes to how to project the wide receivers here. Now Jay Cutler was ranked, I think he, PFF's like top quarterback last week, which is a little odd. Um, but you never know. Like maybe he's bouncing back. And I probably will like stay away from the running backs here. Carolina's defense has been pretty legit this year, and so there is some nervousness nervousness with the like thinking of the Dolphins or like playing them because they have been so hot and cold lately. And uh, with the Panthers, I don't. I feel like there's a lot of offensive promise here. Um, I think people were saying that they kind of liked uh, the changes they made with uh, Benjamin out. And they were doing a lot of sort of uh, trick plays. And so when it comes to plays, obviously Christian McCaffrey, I think you're stuck playing him no matter what. Uh, but Cam Newton, um, we, we said this early in the year. We're like, we still think he's going to bounce back. And he had a great fantasy week last week. I think he might be a play going forward. And you know maybe he's a guy that you kind of just sort of offhandly trade for. Um, you know Somebody that maybe you're going to cut anyway. Because uh, I think he can be pretty solid. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I agree with all what you just said. Uh, also, Greg Olson, I think, is coming back. Uh, it looks like he's on pace for week 11. If you get Greg Olson on your team, uh, go for it. Because I think he is going to be the the fulcrum of this offense. He'll be the main guy that they're going to go to um, once once he's back and healthy. Uh, no one really else that I can think here. Jonathan Stewart, I don't really feel confident in after his two fumbles last week. Uh, and then the fact that uh, Cam Newton likes to run the ball on himself. So, uh, Jonathan Stewart really isn't a play. Christian McCaffrey looked pretty good last week, and I think he continues to look that way. And then uh, Curtis Samuel, who they said was going to get the biggest uptick, actually ended up on the injury report this week. Uh, I think he's nursing some kind of injury, so maybe you watch that going forward. Um, he did see the most snaps of any of the wide receivers on uh, the Panthers, but it didn't really equate out too much to fantasy relevance or fantasy value. It's like a wait and see on him. I, st- I still think you ground him because the snaps went up significantly, but... Yeah. You don't play him this week. 
Totally agree. Okay, Derek. Guess what? Guess what time it is? Oh, we did it. We're at the uh, the final ten minutes. It is the bet of the week. Week, man. W e a k. Um, uh, it's the best part of the show. It's probably what you guys just skipped to. Uh, we teased it earlier. Um, you didn't really miss much. We talked a little bit about Louis C K, and then we talked about all the football games. Um, Derek, do you have a better? I don't, wait, I don't even have to ask you if you have one. I know you have one set up, uh, so this part of the show would go smoothly. So uh, go ahead and tell what your bet of the week is. Well, first I want to point out that uh, I was really schmoed last week. I was on top of the Colts uh, winning that game. Um, I even said, "Hey, you know, just to play it safe, give them get the plus seven. And I just had to do some parlaying of it. I parlay it with Seattle, Washington. The game starts. I have an opportunity to hedge it to to basically uh, win a decent amount of money no matter what, right? And so I'm like, uh, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just wait two seconds. And then the remainder of the game, they keep locking me out. So I like, I guess I'm watching on delay. So every single time when I'm about to hedge the bet, they lock me out. There was one time where I could have got Kirk Cousins at nine to one um, at, right before that last drive. And I'm like, that would have been the perfect hedge where I just throw like two bucks on it or you know, just like a small fraction of what I'm going to make on it just to guarantee that I walk away with some money. Anyway, they lock it out on me. Kirk Cousin rocks it like he always does. You know, he ooh-weed, and then he fucking wins that game. Very <laughs> disappointed about that. Anyway, for my bet of the week, um, going out on a limb here, Dan. I've embarrassed myself with the 49ers uh, already once this week, but they're playing a Giants team that's given up. Uh, they haven't fired Ben McAdoo, so they have a reason really to give them a big F you. And this is probably the last winnable game for the 49ers. They got to come out there and they got to win this game. I'm predict- I'm predict- uh, I'm going to put money on the 49ers and I'm going to put money on the Chargers too against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's still been up pretty up and down. I think uh, Phillip Rivers does find a, reason- a way to move the ball here, probably with Hunter Henry, like we said, but with Gordon as well. Um, I'm going to parlay those two teams. And I'm, I'm going to make a little bit of money this week, Dan. I like it. Derek, this is what I got. I got myself something a little fancy. And I think you're going to like it. All right. Uh, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns okay. against Detroit. The point spread right now is 11.5 points. Derek, what are the Detroit uh, Lions known for? Well, fourth quarter not, comebacks. Not winning. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit, Detroit Lions are known for fourth quarter comebacks. I'm not saying they're going to be playing from behind in this game, but I'm saying they're not going to pull away uh, crazily and end up with a 14-point lead. Uh, and Basically, I'm saying Cleveland's going to cover. This game will be tighter than you I think like it, it is. And I think uh, Cleveland is able to cover the 11.5 points. Uh, then I'm taking Indianapolis. Uh, they, their point coverage is 10 points. And Indy is playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is another team. That oh, Chokard is on the road. Uh, on the road, that it'll be it'll be tight, and uh, it'll come down to one last pass by uh, Big Ben. So I'm going to take uh, Indianapolis with the plus ten, um, and then I'm just going to take the Los Angeles Rams straight up because I th- I think we both talked about how there's no way the Rams are going to lose that game. So boom, Rams straight up, and then uh, Dallas is a, a plus three dog to Atlanta. Atlanta is negative three to Dallas. I don't think I, I think I think uh, Dallas wins, right? I guess I don't know, just because Des might not be playing, right? 
oh, Desmond playing. I'm going to go ahead and take that one off the board. Yeah. <laughs> Good call there. Good thing we talked it through. Okay, and that's <laughs> what I got. So I got uh, the, I have the under in the Minnesota-Washington game as well because that's going to be a defensive battle. 42.5 points is the over-under. I think that, that that game will end up in the teens for their point totals. Um, so I feel confident there. I'm putting uh, another sweet, sweet $10 in to win myself $80.04. Boom, it is processed. It is it. That is the bet of the week. I like it. Fantastic. Man. All right. We, we did it, man. Good game. And good, good the awesome insight on uh, being naked and masturbating that we gave earlier. Yeah. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> While masturbating. <laughs> you whoa, weirdo. Whoa, whoa. Derek, this is a classy <laughs> show, man. Oh, sorry. Classy. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Survivor Corner, Derek. I got five points this week. Don't know if you watched it yet, so that's all I'm going to say. Oh, I did uh, watch it. Yeah, I got two points. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't believe you had, had a beat on that. But anyway, we'll talk about that off the, off the air. <laughs> for sure. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, another great week of football coming up. Uh, and we only have so many weeks left uh, until the, your fantasy playoffs. So uh, it's getting more and more exciting. Hopefully you guys are on track to be in the playoffs. Uh, thanks for listening and have a nice day.